Are you ready to hear a story? This one's about a village girl who can talk to animals. Katia and the Crow by Harris Tobias Once, a long time ago in a country far beyond the western hills, there lived a young girl named Katia. Katia lived on a farm with her parents and her brother and sister whose names I don't remember. Katia had the ability to talk to animals. It isn't clear how she acquired this ability, but it gave her much pleasure. Her parents would often find her deep in conversation with horses, pigs, chickens and any other creature she encountered. What do you speak to them about? asked Katia's mother, who worried about the effect such strange power might have on her daughter. Oh, said Katia. They tell me about their aches and pains. Sometimes they tell me about their dreams. The chickens speak of their chicks, and horses brag about their foals, and the cows go on and on about their calves. It isn't all that interesting, really. One day, a big flock of crows passed through the farm. They landed in the trees and proceeded to make a racket. Katia went outside to speak with them. What's all this excitement about? she asked the senior crow. We are going to the city, said the crow. There is going to be a great festival. They are crowning a new king. Everyone is going. There will be food and music and dancing. Why don't you come with us? asked the senior crow. I would love to go to the city. But it is far away and I cannot fly like you. Well, maybe I can fix that, said the crow. Stay right here, I'll be back in a minute. And with those words he flew off. He returned a few minutes later with a small blue-green stone in his beak. He dropped the stone at Catch's feet. Put that stone in your mouth. And you will become a crow like us. Then you can fly to the city. Katia was very excited by this, but she was also a little afraid. She asked the crow, Would I ever be a girl again? Of course, said the crow. Just spit out the stone and you'll become human again. I should tell my mother I'm going, said Katia. She'll worry. No time, said the crow. We are leaving right now. Come or stay, it's up to you. And with that, the crows jumped into the air as one and flew off in the direction of the distant city. Katia had no time to think. She popped the magic pebble into her mouth and with a flash of light and puff of smoke, she was transformed into a sleek black crow. She jumped into the air and was tickled to see that she could fly. She flew off to join the other birds, leaving her family and farm far behind. Katia loved flying. It was the most exciting thing she'd ever done. When she arrived at the city, she soared high over the rooftops. She flew around the castle which stood at the highest point in the town and was the biggest, most beautiful building she'd ever seen.
She landed on a windowsill in one of the castle's many towers and looked inside. There, in a small room, she saw a handsome young man about her age. The young man was crying. He looked up and saw the crow perched on his window and spoke to it. Hello, crow, said the young man. How lucky you are to be outside and free. I'm kept prisoner in this tower whilst my cousin steals my crown. I am the true prince and rightful heir. My wicked uncle locked me in this tower and intends to make his son king. Can you help me? Having said these words, the prince resumed pacing, and crying and cursing his fate. Ketcha wished she could help the prince escape, but she did not know how. If she gave her magic stone to the prince, then she would be trapped in the tower, and that wouldn't do her any good. So she flew to a place under a great oak tree where she could sit and think. Ketcha dropped the blue-green stone on the ground and was immediately transformed back into her human form. As she sat beneath the tree thinking, there was a rustling in the branches overhead. It was her friends, the crows. Well, 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 said the senior crow. I see you have arrived in good shape. But why the long face? Why are you sad? Don't you like flying? Listen! Here, the trumpets! Soon the festival will begin. There will be dancing and feasting and merriment the likes of which you have never seen. Become a crow again and join us. Oh, said Ketya. I do love flying, and I love being a crow. But you see, they're crowning the wrong prince. The true prince is being held prisoner in the castle's highest tower. I want to free him. Can you think of a way we might do that? What if I can find another magic stone and he becomes a crow? Couldn't he fly out between the bars? Yes, said Ketcher excitedly. But I can't carry two magic stones in my beak at the same time. I will carry one, said the senior crow, and I'll leave it on the windowsill where you can reach it. Give me a few minutes to find another magic stone. And with that, he flew off in search of a second stone. Sure enough, a few minutes later, the senior crow was back with another blue-green stone, almost identical to the first. Katia popped her stone in her mouth, and together she and the senior crow flew to the castle and landed on the windowsill of the prince's cell. When the prince saw the two crows in his window, he said, I see you've returned with a friend, but even if there was a hundred of you, it would still be no use as I'd still not fit through these bars. Katia hopped through the bars in the window and dropped her stone on the floor. With a flash and a puff of smoke, she was once again a young girl. The prince was completely amazed. Why, what magic is this? he cried. Oh, that I could be a bird and fly from this cell. You can, said Katya. And she took the stone from the senior crow and handed it to the prince. Just put this stone in your mouth and you will become a crow like us. Be sure not to drop it while you are flying or else you will turn back into a boy and fall to your death. 
So the prince did as he was instructed. He popped the magic stone into his mouth and became a crow. He easily fit between the bars on the windows, and he followed the others twice around the castle and down to the bench beneath the great oak tree. When they were both human again, the prince bowed low and introduced himself to his rescuers. I am Prince Oren Lightflower, and I owe you my everlasting gratitude. When I am king, I shall reward you with anything you desire. Katya blushed crimson and told him her name. In the distance, there was the sound of trumpets. I must hurry away, said the prince. I must prevent my cousin from being crowned king. Time is short. I will find you when I am king. Goodbye. And with those words, he popped his magic stone into his mouth and flew off. Katya wondered what was happening with the prince and the coronation. So she changed back into a crow and flew high over the town until she saw a large crowd of people. She flew down and landed on a tree to watch. She saw the two princes dueling in front of a golden throne. She recognised her friend Prince Oren. She assumed that the other prince was his cousin, the Pretender. From the look of things, it seemed that Oren was doing pretty well. The false prince was trying to defend himself, but Oren was the better swordsman. Back and forth the fight raged. It looked like Oren was going to win the duel, when out of the crowd a man appeared. It was the wicked uncle, the father of the false prince. The uncle rushed up behind Oren and smacked him with a stick. Oren was dazed. He tripped and fell. The false prince rushed in to finish him off. It was at that moment that Katya, still a crow, swooped from her branch and flew directly into the false prince's face. The boy tried to swat the crow away, but Katya was persistent and would not be deterred. Oren got to his feet. He had lost his sword, but he charged into the fray. The false prince was stunned by the ferocity of Oren's attack. He opened his mouth to call to his father for help. Oren had no weapon, but he had the magic stone, and without thinking, he shoved the blue-green stone into the false prince's mouth. There was a flash of light and a puff of smoke. The false prince was transformed into a crow. Bewildered and confused, he leapt into the air and began to fly. Up and up he flew. He flew so high he became frightened. In his panic, the false prince swallowed the magic stone. And as a result, he was doomed to stay a crow forever. And that is exactly what happened. The wicked uncle was heartbroken. He and his son were banished from the kingdom and were last seen heading west into the setting sun. Oren addressed the crowd. I am Oren Lightflower, the rightful heir to the crown. I have been imprisoned in the tower whilst my uncle schemed to steal the throne from me. With your permission, I will mount the throne and be your king. The people cheered loud and long. Oren was crowned king. No one cheered louder or longer than Katya. When the cheering stopped, Oren again addressed the crowd. As your king, I would like to issue a proclamation. I would like to proclaim that I owe everything to this young woman. Her name is Katya, and if she'll have me, I would like her to be my queen. 
When the people heard this, they cheered even louder than before. Katya could not believe how things turned out. She was embarrassed and confused. Oren took her hand and asked if she would be his bride. From a nearby tree, she could hear the crows calling, Yes! Say yes! She looked into Oren's eyes and saw that he was an honest and good man, so she agreed. That evening, there was the biggest party anyone had ever seen. Just as the crows had promised. And that is how Katia became a queen. She married Oren, and together they reigned over the land with peace and love for many years. And the crows were always welcome in their yard. I'd love to see how you listen to this story, so please take a selfie of you listening to Storytime and post it on Instagram with the hashtag I'm ready for a story. You've been leaving some wonderful reviews on iTunes from Luniki333 from the United States of America. Says, best podcast for four and six-year-olds. My girls, Isabella six and Lucia four, are from Taiwan and are learning English as a second language. They love this podcast before bedtime or on the drive to kindergarten. Mr. Griffiths' voice is both soothing and captivating, and the stories are well-suited for small children. A true delight. Well, thank you very much. And this one from Amber and Paisley, also from the United States of America, says, We love your stories. My six-year-old daughter and I absolutely love listening to your stories at her bedtime. We listen to two every night, and she's usually sleeping before the first is even over. We even told her teacher about your stories. She loves how you narrate each character. Keep up the great work. This one from Red Harrington, also from the United States of America, says, My son loves this podcast. I pretty much never write reviews for podcasts, but my son Declan has been begging me to write one for this. He says, We really like it. Um, uh, did you write um? Anyways, he's almost six and he really loves these stories, so five stars. Thank you very much for the five stars. We really appreciate it. And this last one from Cindy Say, also from the United States of America, says soothing and entertaining for bedtime. My five-year-old Jack and I love the stories, Earthshaker being the top of our list. Thank you for the easy-to-listen-to-voice and very subtle music. It's the right amount. Please don't add any more. Perfect fluctuations for bedtime. Keep them coming. Thank you for all your support and sweet dreams.